You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. you win that one person can collect huge quantities of masterpieces is astounding art is as subjective as it gets how could anyone have seen early in life what were to become the most sought after works in this of the century and that's on page 71 what's more valuable in invest in investing skill or luck and can you foresee investments that will pay off in the future uh skill um because we've had i've said this before anyway you're, if you do, if if luck comes your way, you have to have the skills to be able to accept that luck. And I think the book might mention something about that. But definitely, like you need to be prepared, basically, for your luck. Be prepared and ready for when your luck does come your way. And for that, you need to have, you need to be, you need to be, um, you need to be skilled in whatever it is you're hoping for luck to come your way. I don't know, presenting whatever it could be. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? You need to have, you need to have prepared yourself so that when that luck come, comes knocking at your door. You ain't like, sorry, can you come back next week? Because I'm um, not quite skilled up. But more, more specifically <laughs> yeah. in investing though. When in it comes inv- to investing, what's, yeah. what's, what's, more, what's more valuable, skill or luck when it comes to investing? Because the reason why I, I mentioned that is because just before on, in that chapter explains about this particular individual <coughs> having uh, masterpieces that he's accumulated over um, a series of years, say, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, per yeah, se. Yeah. But uh, how did that particular person know all of these works of arts was going to be um, considered valuable in the future, in the time to come? Okay. So is it is it skill? Is it luck? Do you think, or is it both? Right? In this particular example, um, Yeah, because especially with art, it's in this kind of in the eye of the beholder. So you're right, but it's it, that that particular example is probably luck. It's probably luck. Is it a skill? <laughs> no, no. I'm trying to think. Is it yeah. a skill in identifying luck? Looking at French. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not looking at <laughs> it's pro- it's probably luck in that particular example because art is one of those. I'm not I'm not into art personally, but mm-hmm. art is one of those things like you see it and you like it, and you you know <clears throat> you're just hoping that you like kind of what the market thinks is valuable. If you, that I think that's that, I think that is luck. It, I'm just trying to think where's the skill in that. Cause I'm not into art. So I don't know where the skill in that lies. Fair enough. That's a good, yeah. that's a good, good answer. <clears throat> Do you know, I'm just of the mindset, you know, skills pay the bills, you know, and if you work hard enough, you know, luck will come your way. If you're working hard enough, plugging away, I just think luck will fall on your doorstep. In terms of investing? I think in regards to all of that, but it's funny because I wrote just a little bit in regards to that because I think I touched on something from another book and I said, the distribution of success in your work. I forget what book we read as to that, but I said, it's this speaks to another point we, sorry, this speaks to another point we spoke about in another book, the behaviour required as an investor in being consistent and doing the work. Um, I don't know, it might have been the previous book, I'm not too sure. Um, but I said, obviously, it mentioned it's that. I'm unsure... Um, if I'm correct, but you'd get the point. But to the 1% of our work being great and having exponential value. 
Um, obviously, the examples they gave, obviously, we're talking about them now. as the Art and Picasso, the Matisse, and even Apple with the iPhone, obviously. So I don't want to say there's any luck involved, but I know they speak about, I think maybe in this chapter, as to I think they get more, not more products, but more ideas. They want more, sorry, they're happy with their ideas being wrong because that, that shows that they're actually doing the work as to getting it right. I don't know if I'm making sense in any way, shape or form. Yeah, I will clear out what you're saying. Okay, cool. Quote for you. The great investors bought vast quantities of art. A subject of the collections turned out to be great investments and they were held for a sufficiently long period of time to allow the portfolio to return to converge upon the return of the best elements in the portfolio. That's all that happens. So essentially it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to throw, it's almost like throwing shit on the wall and see what sticks. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right, I'm, I'm investing in a thousand pieces, but out of these a thousand pieces, only 10 10 are going to be valuable but those 10 that are valuable can cover those a thousand it's like it's like what they do in the music industry. it's like what they do in the music industry so you can have like a label will have like their main artist that's their main artist they're bringing in the revenue but then they'll have another 10 20 artists that are below them that are putting out projects that don't hit but because their one main artist is so so good so to speak or bringing in so much revenue that it covers the bills for all these other projects that they do again it goes back to amazon and jeff bezos and he's going to the point that you just made he always he's happy to make mistakes like he he looked forward to making those mistakes he's like no we're gonna that he tells his investors we've got so much more mistakes to make that like mm. we're going to be making in the future. Like, don't, like we're going to be making more mistakes. We're going to be making <laughs> loads of products that aren't going to work. But out of those loads of products, that's not going to work. We're going to hit one that's going to hit big. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's almost, yeah, as I said, it's the, the, great, the great point was the great investors bought vast quantities of great, bought vast quantities of art, but not all of them was obviously great pieces of art but the ones that were were great enough to cover the rest of them that weren't and it's spoke the same obviously in regards to venture capitalists obviously as to a small percentage of their portfolio being a success mm -hmm. and obviously i know you may mention this as to the russell 3000 i'm not even too sure exactly what that is no, but i'm that. assuming that again is a very very similar progress well, i think that is a group of um top companies the russell 3000 oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah so um as I think you mentioned, I think it was approximately 40. I don't know if this is the Russell 3000, but it said the, the stat I have is approximately 43% of companies were effectively a failure, but the 7% were more than enough to offset the duds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly that. So that's on um, page 72. It goes on to say, that can be hard to deal with, even if you understand the math. It's not intuitive that an investor can be wrong half the time and will still make a fortune. It means we underestimate how normal it is for a lot of things to fail, which causes us to overreact when they do. The idea that a few things account for most results is not just true for companies in your investment portfolio. It's also an important part of your own behaviour as an investor. Napoleon's definition of a military genius was, the man who can do the average thing when all those around him are going crazy. It's the same in investing. That's on page 76. Do you get caught up in the latest hype, fads and upstarts within making money schemes or investments? 
I don't, but that's pretty much my ignorance because I'm just not up to date with stuff. Mm. I think if I was, I, I yeah, f- first of all, I don't. Um, secondly, but part of that is, as I said, because I don't really keep up to date with things. So people might tell me this, that, and then I won't even go and do the research because when it comes to online, a lot of this, like a lot of um, like hype is around digital stuff or online stuff and because I haven't got my head around a lot of that kind of stuff, I don't. I'm trying to think of anything else that's not specifically related to crypto or... Pyramid schemes. Pyramid schemes. Yeah, I don't. It, it doesn't. I don't. I remember one time I was working and this woman this, this woman come in. Randomly, she come in and she started telling me about, yeah, you can, like, if I sign you up to this... And I'm, I'm there working, doing my little stack in the shelves and that. And the woman come in, try and really sell me something. I thought this woman must have been desperate to, she's right, she must be at the bottom of the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what it was, innit? Yeah. And she come in two weeks in a row and she asked my email address and everything. I was thinking, you must be desperate because you see me in here, you know I'm on this minimum wage. Do you get what I'm saying? Or the lowest, a low wage. And you still want to take my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so I don't get caught up, friends. I don't get caught up in, in the latest kind of stuff. Because then you'll be jumping, unless you do your research, you'll be jumping from one thing to the other. Mm. You'll be jumping from one thing to the other. Um, yes and no, prior, but um, I guess now I'll probably take more notice of the behaviour. You know, what leads towards the fad taking place and some of the processes, you know, as to um, just being ahead of the curve and stuff like that, or even understanding when the hype dies down, who's really around? Because very similar to... I think crypto, um, like obviously we were we were kind of involved in that 2017. Then obviously during the pandemic, obviously there was a lot of hype and obviously prices and crypto soared and people sold off and all that type of stuff. Those things will come back around again, you know, very similar to fashion and things like that. You know, fashion doesn't really, well, fashion comes around in circles, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, you know, for as long as you keep them garments, you'll be, you be fresh. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, yeah, but I mean, you mentioned something um, not too long ago. I think I was reading something. So as to luck and stuff like that. So as to like fads and just like doing the work and stuff like that, most things you did in the few months of 2008 or 2009 recession would have likely made an impact on your financial return than everything you did previously. And I guess like, if you're not following fads and you're more so following your, um, whether it's your instinct or you're doing your research and you're actually doing the work as to being lucky at the tail end of, is that the name of this chapter? No. No. Oh, it tells you when. Just what well, good pun. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Um, at the tail end of, <laughs> at the tail end of your research or tail end of your work. Mm, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you're just ruining it. Yeah, you're like ru- look at my lips. You're ruining it. If, if you've done the work, then you know you're, you're entitled to a bit of luck. Mm. Yeah, that's my thing. I spill over. Have you ever ever done any like pyramid schemes or get got sucked into anything like that? Been rolling load of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> load of nonsense. But like that's life, and that's you know we live and we learn. You know, in fact, you know what is mad because although I've got no real real older brothers and all that type of stuff mm. i'm kind of glad no i think there was a point in my life where actually i needed to go through all this type of stuff mm. you know to have that wisdom and know now you can just sniff out bollocks you know sniff out bullshit like left right and center whereas um in some respect i know they they often say oh no um like i forget what it is as to um i forget what it is anyway, anyway just in general as to you know like 
is it best to no those who learn from others you know that that, that phrase where it is um that from people's mistakes you mean? yeah that type mm. of stuff I, I i needed to go through this i needed that pain you know put your hand on the stove yeah. get burnt all that type of stuff otherwise i wouldn't be the person i am today and i'm not too sure i'll be able to make some of the decisions i'm currently am making mm. so what about like i guess a lot of these nfts that are out now um, I think like with those, I think people, I think, do you know, <laughs> you, you're thinking, God, you ain't got nobody. I remember, I remember, bro, you got pumped up one, one Monday evening. It's like, I'm going to be buying an NFT. We buying an ape. I'm glad you said an that. Ape. I'm glad you said that actually. No, cause you know, as I said before, there's no because I did, I did all that but there's yeah. learning experience because yeah. what I've been yeah, able yeah, to do yeah. actually is yeah. I've been able to say okay these are my experiences mm-hmm. so on and so forth okay how do we navigate or how do we circumnavigate around this mm. and what is the learning from that I've learned incredible incredible a lot actually following yeah. that jokes aside you know yeah, I mean I yeah, wish yeah, I didn't yeah, spend that yeah. no I'm, I'm glad I did spend that money actually it went a lot of money but I'm glad I did um, but sorry your question was what are my thoughts on NFTs or yeah just in regards to getting Caught up in a fad or a yeah. hype thing, or but very very similar to that. Not very similar, but as to that, don't get me wrong. That mm. There's NFTs that are valuable, and they have. There's NFTs that have value in today's society and today's yeah. world, but there's also NFTs that, as we know, are just a quick smash and grab. <laughs> yeah, no, you know a good. A good <laughs> <laughs> uh, no so no so i would say nfts racing into fads and going in and out of fashion at this moment in time we're probably i don't know whether it's anyway the ebb is that the downward spiral yeah ebb and flow ebb and flow so currently i, I would say there's a bit of an ebb really as to yeah. not many not too many people are talking about nfts mm. but there is probably conversation underneath the surface mm. um and again racing into crypto it will soar again mm. but i'll say like an easy example of an nft would be your sky membership really as to you buy into a product and the utility is you get to watch bbc news sky news da 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 very similar to what would be even a season ticket that would be your nft and with that you get access to going to 18 home games a season you get access to potentially buy away away tickets um you're part of for example as a as a just just let's use arsenal as an example you're on the red list not we, we definitely ain't using United. Um, um, but as as a red list, for example, I think the red member, you're entitled to this, that, and the third. You know, I think we're currently doing things which would be associated with NFTs. Um, but I think what NFTs have done, have given probably a bit more, I don't say power, I don't like the power, but given a bit more power to um, a few more independent, let's say, traders, as well as bigger traders to actually um, present projects in some way, shape, or form. So very similar to the whole board ape things, as to being able to have access to parties. You know, if you've got one of those, yeah, if you've got one of those, which are quite expensive, you can now have access to do this down the third. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll be no different, like from top to bottom, down the scale. Really, if you've bought, I don't know, um, a grape as an NFT, I don't know, you can buy more grapes. You know, who <laughs> you, you, you get the gist anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For as long as an NFT for me has a good utility, then I don't see why it won't be successful. But again, as Mason said before, beauty is in the behi- in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, I think yeah. So with, with any any investments, really. <clears throat> 
When you accept that tails drive everything in business, investing in finance, you realise that it's normal for lots of things to go wrong, break and fail and fall. That's on page 78. It's not whether you're right or wrong that's important. George Soros once said, but how much money you make when you're right and how much you lose when you're wrong. You can be wrong half the time and still make a fortune. <coughs> Before we move on to the next chapter, is there anything else anyone wants to add? Or any notes that you may well want to speak on? No, but that last thing you said there is very, very similar to trading in some respect because they say most traders, I don't want to say lose more trades than they win, but... Yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I don't want to come out and just throw that stat, but that is, that's, that's, that's known to be quite true. And I guess... Yeah depending on how financially acute you are in regards to being risk averse, because that's something that you've mentioned quite, um, you've mentioned a lot anyway, as to being yourself. Um, if you have those strategies in place, then you'll win more often than not. I mean, as to you will always be up. Mm. <coughs> yeah, you'll always be up. So yeah, I think that's interesting. Cool. What about you, Mesh? Uh No, nothing to add. Cool. All right, seven, freedom. Controlling your time is the highest dividend money pays. What is freedom to you? Freedom. <laughs> freedom to me is not being answerable to someone first thing in the damn morning. Mm-hmm. Freedom to me is is just waking up and saying, what do I feel like the day? What do I feel like? What do I, what do I want the day to behold? That is freedom. Mm-hmm. Being on my own clock um, and, not, and, without, and not having to worry about that vehicle which is finances mm-hmm. that's that's freedom to me freedom is just controlling my own time in my own t- my controlling my time in my own time at my own pace and not having to worry that, that's freedom honestly so it comes down to time essentially it comes having, down to time being able to yeah to i want the i want the manage time. your own time yeah i want Dictate the time, your own time i get that show me the time <laughs> freedom <laughs> show me the time boy Alright, what about yourself? No different really, just doing what I want, when I want really. Mm. Time being the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. no, I echo the same thoughts. It's not really much to really add to that. Um, that's what that's what money is really. It's about buying back your time, essentially, at this there's, stage in our life anyway. There's a film, I can't remember the name of the film, decent film, and, it, and you buy time. Ah, oh, is that with um, Jude Law? I think so. Is it Jude Law and he, and he steals it from a rich guy or something like that? Yeah. Well, well yeah. the rich guy gives it to him. The rich yeah, guy that's gives right. It to yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's Jude Law, but it's the right film you're talking about. It's Jude Law, right one of them man there. Yeah. Kind yeah. of man there. Decent film if you want to know about the concept of time and money and even how yeah, our future... Yeah, it might fu- not be Jude Law, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Even how our future might look. Yeah, that's how it's seemingly. Yeah. Seemingly. Yeah. yeah. And they live in certain sectors. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know right. the film. Yeah, it's a good film. Really good film. The highest form of wealth is the ability to wake up every morning and say, I can do whatever I want today. People want to become wealthier to make them happier. Happiness is a complicated subject because everyone's different. But if there's a common denominator in happiness, a universal fuel of joy, is that people want to control their lives. The ability to do what they want. Wow, I'm having a mare. The ability to do what you want, when you want, with who you want for as long as you want is priceless. It is the highest dividend money pays, and that's on page 83. The most common denominator of happiness was having a strong sense of controlling one's life is a more dependable predictor of positive feelings of well-being 
than any of the objective conditions of life we have con considered. <coughs> and that's on page 84. <coughs> Money's greatest intrinsic value, and this can't be overstated, is its ability to give you control over your time, to obtain bit by bit a level of independence and autonomy that comes from an unspent assets that give you greater control over what you can do and when you can do it. And that's on page 84. Yeah, I think um, basically money gives you options and access, essentially. That's what it comes <coughs> down to. So compared to generations prior, control over your time has diminished. And since controlling your time is such a key happiness influencer, we shouldn't be surprised that people don't feel much happier, even though we are, on average, richer than ever. And that's on page 89. So, less money, less access to the world, but more time, but more time, or more money, more access to the world, but less time. Choose one. You say more money and less access to the world? More money, more access to the world, but less time. Or less money, less access to the world, but more time. That's tough, boy. That is tough. That is tough. That is tough. How much less time are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, just answer the question. I'm going with two. Huh? I'm going with two. All right. Okay, I'm, so you're yeah. going with more money, more access to the world, but less time. No, so less money. That's the one I'm going with. Less money and more access to the world. So what, what? Less money, less access, but more time. More money, more access, but less time. Give me, I'm going with two. I'm going with two. Okay. I, I'm going with two. You want the money? Huh? I want the Show me the money. <laughs> I want the money and the access. And you know what? But I don't know how much time, what's time difference is, but you know what? We're going to make, we're going to make that time work. We're going to make that time work. Work, work for me, baby. We're <laughs> gonna make that time work, boy. Because I, I know what you're saying. The other, on the other hand, I know what you're saying that like you can grind and graft and eventually get that money. But how long is that gonna take you? And so, yeah, so just let me 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 just, let me just live a little, boy. Let me just live a little. Mm -hmm. If we had some parameters on the time scales we're talking about in terms of less and more time, then that could make a more a more um a more um, conscious decision. But right now, give me the money, give me the access and just take a shave a piece of time off. I'm kind of changing my mind a little bit. <laughs> but no, just because he said one or two things. Because I was just thinking, there's a lot of people who are not making a lot of money and they're just sitting, sitting at home and they got bare time. <laughs> and that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm, I'm throwing out there as to what my option would be. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a moment in time, I don't have any time, I don't have any time or don't have much time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So what's different? What would be different from, yeah, what's different from number two and what I'm currently going through? You know what I mean? And I guess if you are successful, you're not going to have loads and loads and loads of time on your hands anyway. So I'm not going to lie. Show me the money. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a renowning, resounding all three because I would go with more money, more access to the world, but probably have less time. Yeah. Um, reason being, similar to yourself I guess if you've got the access to do whatever you're going to do whatever, if you've got more access to do the, to the world but less time the time that you do have you're going to appreciate it that much more mm. whereas if you've got more time and less money and less access it's going to be ah got all the time to do nothing <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like, yeah what's the point do you know what I mean <laughs> that's my perspective but 
others may think differently. From the book 30 Lessons, 30 Lessons for Living, that's on page 89, which is really good. I was going to ask one of you guys to recite it, if you could. Um, it's on page 89, and it's got a few lessons from... What's it called? Yeah, from the book 30 Lessons... 30 Lessons for listen for living. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to, shall I just go through it? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. In the book Thirty Lessons for Living, um, Carl Pilner interviewed a thousand elderly Americans looking for the most important lessons they learned from decades of life experience. He wrote, "No one, not a single person out of a thousand, said that to be happy you should try to work as hard as you can to make money to buy the things you want. No one, not a single person." said it's important to be at least as wealthy as the people around you. And if you have more than they, than they do, it's real success. No one, not a single person, said you should choose your work based on your desired future, future earning power. Cool. Oh, sorry. What they did value for things like quality friendships, being part of something bigger than themselves, and spending quality, unstructured time with their children. Your kids don't want your money or what money buys anywhere near as much as they want you specifically they want they want they they want you with them do you agree with that the only thing i don't agree with um necessarily is um where he says no one or single person said you should choose your work based on your desired future earning power i think i think that if you've got a specific desire or a career path you want to take and you have a passion for it, go after that. If you don't, go after the money. That's what I think. And I learned, not, I, yeah, I kind of, not learned that over the years, but I kind of did. And I spoke with someone who kind of gave me, actually gave me that advice like a few years ago or not even gave me advice. It said, they explained, they gave that advice to, um, to their little, to the younger brother. Like they, if you've got a career, a passion, a drive for something, yes, go for that. If that is secondary, or if you don't have that, or you're not sure, go after the kind of industry, or go after a, a career that will make you money to kind of set you up. Mm. That makes sense. P. Um, that's the only thing I would have questioned, really. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I thought what they said in in those lists, I think, were really interesting, and really valuable. Mm. Um, long term, because I think that's how we will look at things going forward. Um, but as like just touching on what Mason said and that final piece there, I don't know. I mean, where I actually agree with the statement as to what the guy said as to um, um, if you have a passion, follow the passion. But if you don't, kind of follow the money. Um, but I find, like, if you were to interview or speak to maybe just ten people randomly, like, I don't know. I just still feel or find that there will be some form of resentment that they kind of follow the money. Does that make sense? Because that's yeah. more often than not. That is the case. Mm. Um, so that's the only thing I would question. Like, at all. Cool. But then, like, in some in some case, you know, sometimes, you know, following your passion doesn't necessarily yield results. But obviously, again, there are loads of contributing factors towards that. But I think because if it is your passion, then <coughs> it almost, not to say the money doesn't matter, but it matters a lot less because... You're doing something you would do for free, almost. Yeah, yeah. That you love doing. It'll be a yeah. hobby or a side thing or something. Yeah, it's just that I like doing this regardless. So this isn't. I'm not seeing this as a waste of time. Whereas if you're just going for the money, mm. it could be soul draining, and <laughs> you're doing it solely for the money. Mm. 
So, and it's mad because I think one of the first things I wrote down in this chapter, and it might be it might be the first thing in the book in that chapter as well, mm-hmm. was happiness is the highest dividend money can pay. Well, mm. well, money can pay anyway, mm. but I think it, I think happiness should be one of the highest dividends life should reward you with. You know what I'm saying? And I guess if you're doing something which doesn't satisfy you, then again, as you mentioned before, it's going to be soul dest- um, soul soul destroying. Mm. I mean, it'll kind of like drain your soul and drain your energy. So, I don't know. I mean, we work for huge portions of our life you know what i'm saying if you're doing something which doesn't necessarily make you happy which a lot of people are doing i don't know man i just find it quite difficult to understand but this is what people do it's funny to say that my mom my mom yesterday said um the secret to happiness is appreciation oh. of of the moment oh so yeah basically we went out we went out yesterday and i um, done the driving experience in a single seater in um silverstone and she bought me that the present she bought me the the experience for christmas on my birthday whatever so it's just it's just me and her that went up there but she was happy to see me happy do you know what i mean and she was like i'm just so happy in this moment and she's like the secret yeah the secret to happiness is just being grateful in a moment and just having these moments and yeah that just means that she's a proper happy-go-lucky person in terms of she doesn't let much get her down. And um, yeah, I took a lot from that. I took a lot from that. Just being able to just be happy in the moments. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it comes down to. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, shout out my mum for that there still. But um, the last part of this section before we move on, it says controlling your time is the highest dividend money pays. Before we move on to the next part, is there anything else anyone wanted to add? No, I think um, I think I tripped up on something earlier, and I'll just mention it because it came out of this chapter. <clears throat> um, it spoke of approximately forty percent of jobs are managerial in comparison to yesteryear, where the majority of jobs weren't, i.e., manual labour. The point he was making, sorry, the point he was making with the point he was making is with so many coordinator or managerial jobs, you're constantly having to think about work, as in, like when the week is done a lot of people are still having to think as to what Monday has in store because their job doesn't require them to be on site, mm. you know, whether it's emails, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, so I just found that really, really interesting, just touching on what I mentioned earlier. Cool. Make sure you want to add anything? No, not for me. No.